Okay, how to be visible, how to get on stock, how to market yourself, how to um, get business leads, networking, be motivated. So that's it. Um, so, am I using the right mic? Because I'm even now confused. Okay, thank you. So, let's start from the very beginning about being at the bottom. So, I'm going to give some practical tips and so I'll actually bring some people forward and we'll help you identify your skills. I will not talk about how to market it. But I feel like a lot of times, um, for me, it's very important to do the internal work before we do the external work. Because you might know how to market your skills, or you may even be like, do I even have skills? <laughs> like, do I even have skills? Are these skills relevant? So for me, it took me a long time, because, okay, my background is in academia and all of that. When I realized that the things I enjoy, they are not necessarily, I mean, I'm great at, I was, when I was working, so I worked for 16 years. And I was great at what I did, I rose to the top of my career, all of that. But the truth about it is that what I really wanted to do was write. Enjoy writing. What I really want to do is coach people. And I was very, I was ashamed about it. Because I thought that those skills are not strong enough. And after you've done PhD, you should be doing bigger things. You know, so sometimes, because certain things come to us easily, right? We doubt those skills. We don't see them as skills. We don't see them as things that we can use or we can employ. So it's very important to do the internal work first. So for the internal part, I'll give you guys some gist. Then we'll now get the lessons from that gist and then I'll apply it practically. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you the first story. When I turned 25, when I, turned, I remember my 25th birthday, I was then I was, I was living abroad and I was in my cousin's house. And on that morning, I was crying. I was crying. My cousin was in the house and she just, she was dead. So she came and she said, happy birthday, and she saw me crying. She said, what happened? And I said, you know, I'm 25, I haven't achieved anything in my life. I don't know what I'm doing with myself. I just feel stuck. I'm not feeling school. I don't know I'm crying. You know, and I really thought she would hold me and like, pray with me. And she's like, you know, so I should look at me. She's like, when you're ready, come, your cake is outside. And I was just like, ah. Okay, that was not what I was expecting. I was expecting some sort of hand-holding. And I had this book then, I don't know if anybody, so I'm a Christian and I will, I will draw on my Christian experiences. I don't know if anyone has read this book called um, Good Morning Holy Spirit. Yes. And then that day, the part I was reading took me to Ezekiel, I can't remember the specific verse, but it says, do not despise the days of little beginnings, because the Lord loves to see the world start. And that really comforted me, because I felt that I was not speaking at the beginning, because I didn't know what to begin. That's just the truth, you know, I was not even at the beginning. But it just gave me struggle that it not give me some confidence that you know what? God is over me. You know? This, and every time when I feel like, because the truth about in your life, you have a lot of starts. You know, I've started so many things. You know, I started school, I finished, I, I finished that. I started a, a job, I finished that. Now I'm doing business. I'll soon finish that and go to and do something else. You have different starts in your life. And every time you feel this thing that, oh my God. I'm starting from the bottom, and I have to go to the top. So always remember that don't despise the days of the little beginnings. So that's the first thing. Now, in all of that, in all that crying and everything, you know, I had an idea of what I wanted to become with my life. I thought before, so right now, I'm, I'm going to turn 38 in, no, what's my, no, what's it like? I'm going to turn 39. I'm already 38. I'm going to turn 39 in a few weeks. So then, maybe around, I think by this time I was like 26, 27, I was very 
you know, like, okay, if you just PhD, I'm going to do this, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have children, I'm going to do this, blah, 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 you know? And then I now had, at that point in my, if you've ever followed me on social media, I talk about something called psoriasis. It's a dilapidating skin disease, which is not contagious, by the way, so don't worry, you don't have to spray me with sanitizer. <laughs> but it covered 80% of my skin with scars. And so for seven to eight years, maybe close to nine, I didn't wear skirts. So I didn't show my legs. And that really knocked my confidence. And so at that point in my life, the skin disease was getting worse. Like it was on my fault. I remember when I was in church, I went walk into the So they are told to go and see a psychologist. 
And I remember I called my dad and I was like, no, I don't see a psychologist. I think I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm okay. God will heal me. Ah. My dad was just like, I know why you saying you're crazy. I'm just saying that you, you have some issues you need to work out. And you need to talk to somebody who is objective. I did this thing. So when I went to my supervisor, my supervisor said, you need help. You need to talk to somebody. You need help. And so I finally agreed to go and see a psychologist. And so I tried a psychologist for three months. No, three to six months. And through that process, she helped me to work through my issues. But I, I don't remember half of the things we worked through, but I'll tell you one thing I remember. So, in all of this, I remember the first appointment, I was crying. Have you ever cried from the bottom of your soul before? Yeah. Like, you feel like you have cried, like, if they turn you upside down, water cannot come out again. That's how I cried that day. I cried. When I finished crying, she was not telling me, okay, these are the things you're going to do, don't worry, blah, 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 blah. I just said, why am I in pain? Because it was, it was it was not like, yes, I was having emotional pain, but I was also having physical pain. I said, why am I in pain? And she said, we are mourning. And I said, mourning, okay, nobody died, what's my mourning? And she said, we are mourning the person you thought you would become. And you know that sentence, it set me free. Because I realized that up until that day, everything I ever wanted was what people wanted for me. Everything I ever wanted was what people expected me to become. So I was under pressure. I wanted to be, because they had told me that if you do a page, nobody's going to marry you. So I was very happy I secured this boy. I was like, okay, this one's going to marry me. That I was told that to be a woman, to look beautiful, you have to show your legs, you have, and I couldn't wear skirts. So, so many pressures. And so when she told me that, I realized, okay. So since I've been chasing this ideal of what glory should be, what people expect, who is glory? Who is she? What are the things she enjoys? I know that was the beginning of my life. That's why I'm here. Because I now started to do the work. You know, a lot of times, we, are, we feel stuck, not because we don't know what we want, but because we are trying to please people. We are wondering what people will say if we make this move. And so sometimes we, are, we, keep stay, we, are, we stay where we are because we are afraid to make a move. But once you start to say to yourself, you know what, let me actually hear myself. What are the things I enjoy? Who do I want to be? What do I want to be known as? Forgetting, so even now that I'm here, I remember when I, when I left my job to start my business, my father thought I was crazy. In fact, my mom was like, you know what? I don't even understand. This PhD, I didn't want you to do it. Because you and your father that said you wanted to do it. Now, you've done it. You're not going to tell me what it is. Did everything back to When I, all my own was, I wanted to finish this thing so I could make money. Because I didn't do it. Being a student, and by this time, many people that I've been with, they were already working, so they had to fish out cars. So we don't all go out and one that they have to pay for. So I just wanted money. At this point in time, I was not even, I felt like going to lecture, like, how much they pay there? I'm looking for private practice, I'm looking for consultancy, but they'll give me cash. That was my ambition. And so finally, I got this job. I did my NYC, did everything. They retained me, I got this job. There, I saw my, um, what they call it? The letter they gave, the offer letter, and I saw their mouth. I started crying, I was so happy, I was so excited. Finally, I've arrived. I'm now what? At the top. One year into this job, no fulfillment. Unhappy. Ah, I said, it's a lie from the devil. <laughs> this job, I will find fulfillment in it. I will enjoy myself because now I'm finally at the top. I'm finally able to afford the cars. I'm finally able to do this. I'm finally able to do that. So whatever it is, we will find fulfillment in this in this arena. We will find it. 
But then the more I worked, I was, it wasn't like I was bad at it or anything or you know, there were any issues. The more I did it, the more I thought that they were parts of Remember, I would already done that internal work. So I could hear myself talking, telling me that, you know, I felt emptiness. Like, there's more I could do, there's more you can do. So I said, okay, you know what? I didn't know what, what is this more? You know, some people tell you, oh, you sometimes, have you ever felt that way before, that you have more to give, but you don't even know what that more is? So I said to myself, okay, you know what? Let me go and find people that inspire me. So I kind of watched you and said that you, know, you, want, you want to be around inspiration, so you learn how to make the next step. Let me go and find people inspire me. Let me interview them. Let me find out what it is that they do that, you know, and how they're able to do it. So that maybe I can learn something. And so as I started doing that, I realized that other women too were interested in what I was doing. So I now created a show. I've never been a media in my life. I've never done anything, nothing. Maybe in school, you know, um, drama, society, and all these things. That's the height of it. So I now said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start this talk show. And then immediately, my, my mind was in talk show. I've not seen people on TV. I did not see him. <laughs> what do you know that you are doing there? <laughs> I don't understand. Did they not tell you that the camera adds 10 pounds? How many pounds are you that you come and add another 10? Like being in front of the camera, you are joking. And I said, oh. and you know, now, by that time, this was in 2014. So all these social media things were already up, people were already abusing, insulting me. My children were just like, they will insult you very well. Let's <laughs> just mind yourself. But again, I had done this internal work, right? I had done this internal work to say, it's not what people think about me, it's what I want to do, it's what I enjoy. So I've never done anything in production. There was one guy in our church that, the guys that, you know, um, the guys that do production in church that run around the camera, I went to meet him, I said, oh please, I want to start this thing. Can you come and film for me? And he's like, okay. And I tried me one foolish song, like this, that. Now in my right mind, I'm like, I can't believe I played that movie. But because I didn't know anything, I was green. And I said, okay, so I went for different women, you know, that high up there and all of that. I, I sent them emails, hello, my name is this, this, this is what I'm doing, you come on my show and all of that. And all of them agreed. And then I now started doing events, you know, and I would call these women for events and all of that. And I would use my money for the events. You know, people would come, sometimes in our hall, we'll have like 200 people, 250, they'll come, all of them will be free. And I'm just like, this is what I want to do. I finally, I finally found this thing. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna quit my job. And I'm gonna go and do it. But you know the problem? I never done business in my life. <laughs> so I did not calculate. When you quit your job, it means that that 24th of the month, that normal text you get, is not coming again. But somehow, I just figured, uh-uh. It's not me. Because people have started paying me small, small here and there. Like, I'll figure it out, I'll figure it out. So I went, I, first of all, I told them my job, I wanted to work part-time, because they're like, oh, there's no way I can just go in, in, in 30 days. So I had to work part-time for six months and then transition out. And so I now started. I now found myself in the place that I didn't want to be again, which is, what they call it? Broke. <laughs> Like, so again, this idea of staying at the top. Remember what I said that you will have many starts, you get to the top. So life is not, I'm telling you the story because I want you to know that life is not like it's not like this. It's filled ups and downs, ups and downs. And so I now had to learn, and I said to myself, it's okay. 
how do they make money in business? I, I've never done business in my life. My, my dream had always been to be the country director of UN or something like that. I never wanted to do this. If you had, if you had told me this when I was 32, Seth, that which is six years ago, I would have laughed. I would have laughed at me in business for what? What's that? When did somebody, I'm just, all I do is call someone nine to five and then they pay me money. Now come and lost it. Not impossible. So finally, I got this. Um, I, I said, okay, let me let me find out how to make money. Now that I don't have what, and then I now started realizing, okay, what do people pay for? People pay for skills. They pay for value. So what you do must provide. So if you're coming, if you want to buy a book, right? You pay for the book. What you can do with the book. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're buying a book that you want to read, it's you pay, so there's some people you will pay one five for a book, there's some people you will pay seven K for a book. Right? Now that one five book, that seven K book, the truth is that you might do the same thing inside it. But maybe one, they've wrapped it nicely. One, maybe it has a very popular person in front, all of that. That's so why I started to realize that skills, if I don't give another example, so um, one of my friends was building a house recently, and the plumber that came to do the work, he did everything when he was going, my friend gave him like 20k. But the architect who cannot put cannot put uh, two pipes together to weld it was collecting millions. And I, I made me realize that we can have the same skills, but how you market it, how you refine the skills is very important. So can you, are, you, are you seeing the threads of where, of where I'm going to? Okay, good. So I said, okay, how do I find my skills? So I had to go again, do that internal work. What are the things I'm good at? What are the things I'm most proud of? What are the achievements that energize me, that I'm excited to talk about? Not necessarily only, even the ones that people say, oh, you are good at it, right? So I also included those things. How can I package it? How can I talk about these things to make people want to pay me, invite me, notice me, all of that, right? What are the things I can do to achieve that? And so, in learning to do that for myself, I started to teach other people to do it. So that's what we're going to do today. So we have now arrived, we have finished the story portion. What I want us to do now is take out some of the lessons from the stories and now become, take it to the practical side. Does that make sense? Yeah. Has everything I've said here today, has it made sense in some way or the other? Yeah. Okay, so what I want now is for three people to tell me what they've learned from what I've shared. Get clear of the internal work. Find your skills. Find the people who need those skills. What are their problems? Craft your skills in a way that solves those problems. Right? So if I go about telling people, I'm a visibility expert, they don't understand what it means. What I tell them, I help you get the recognition you deserve for the work you do. Ah, okay, that's what visibility means. I can help you. Um, climb the corporate ladder because you get loan by people that need you. So, craft your skills in a way that solves the problem that the people that need to know about you will understand. And find people that are already doing what you do. Sometimes you might be in a new field, you might be a pioneer. So, you might not find people that are already doing what you do exactly. Or find people close enough to it. Right? Go where they go. Network with them. Build relationships. Read the books they read. Because the books they read, that's the knowledge you need. Read the books they read. Learn how they discuss, describe themselves. Whatever they are doing, try and do. 
copy until you become. But don't compare. I said copy the ones to compare. Right? And copy the ones that relate to you. Don't copy everything like that. Do you understand? Okay, so with these few words of mine, I hope I will convince you not to stay on the